evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Trackside with Randy and Terry on the championship weekend. Randy, uh, I'm Terry Turner. You're Randy Dye, but here's the first question right out of the box. And we were going to play a Chicago song. It's a song you probably remember. It's called, Does Anybody Really Know What Time It Is? <laughs> yeah, I do know this. I know the song. <clears throat> well, Mr. Mark was a little bit concerned uh, as we began here that you would remember that, you know, the time is uh, different in Phoenix than it is here in Daytona. So, but you've done, you've done well, Grasshopper. Well, it's thanks to Mark that I've done well because, yes, I, uh, I, I would have to admit that I was a little bit distracted. So, yes. Yeah. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's you know it's Mark's job to keep us both both on the track, which is a big job. There's no doubt about that. Randy, a, a quick one because we're going to go to Daniel Dye here in just a second. I'm very proud again to have him back on. But a crazy thing I would have never thought about um, uh, during Daytona International Speedway's uh, International GT practice, uh, we lost a driver and one critically injured. So. Uh, Track was rented by Audi Club of America. They were not drivers from Audi Club, but uh, we, we lost one. And of course, thoughts and prayers go out to both both families, etc. Uh, it's been a it's been a while since we've had this kind of accident going on at Daytona. It makes you wonder how much experience these guys have, etc., to jump on that racetrack. But uh, anyway, you know, on a sad note, just uh, wanted to run this past our audience this morning. Well, uh, you, you know, it is. It is sad, and uh, it's certainly our condolences to the family. And we've heard, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that have created um, this this situation. And uh, the, uh, you know, I think they're still investigating. Um, but I think at the end of the day, that that we all know that what we do, um, this sport is is dangerous, and. Um, you know, as as much as you can plan for uh, disaster, uh, as much as you can, to try to make sure that the driver and crews and and track safety personnel are all safe, you uh, you definitely uh, still have to be aware and have to know and acknowledge that it's uh, it is a dangerous sport and um uh you know and, and the amateurs what the, what they do um i don't think it's I, I don't think it's a function of uh, not paying attention to safety equipment um but it, it, it's uh it's it's just kind of what happens it, it, it is it does happen occasionally and you know a lot less than it used to technology has changed the way we go about this and no matter what, though, when it does happen, it's a it's a reminder to us all uh, just how fortunate we are to be able to do this and uh, and and come home and do it again the next week. And you know, very sorry for what happened. Uh, I know there was nothing intentional, and uh, it's but yeah, it's uh, it's something that happens in in this sport and other sports, though. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and uh, again, I I think as we as we look at it, as far as racing goes, the three series in NASCAR, well, all of NASCAR will probably be the safest as we look at our records and so on and so forth, and open wheels and what's happened lately and so on and so forth. So, 
Anyway, a quick side note to, to do that again, thoughts and prayers go out to that family. We are excited again to have the privilege of having Daniel Dye on the air with us. Daniel, are you there, brother? Hello, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but we're no longer taking calls. <laughs> we have to make room for professionals like Daniel Dye in the 43 truck, Camping World tr- uh, Truck Series truck. And welcome to Phoenix. Uh, are you excited? You got the last uh, the last NASCAR race of the season, I guess. Uh, how's Phoenix? Yeah, uh, so Phoenix is my second favorite racetrack. Uh, well, it's, it's in the top three, so... So my top three are are Daytona, Iowa, and uh, Phoenix. So glad to be here. Love the racetrack. Um, there's some racetracks you come to and you're kind of like, okay, practice, you know, and you're obviously excited to race. But this is a place I was just excited to practice on. And practice well, went so. well. We had a good long good long run speed. Uh, had a decent mock run. There's some, some things I could have done a little bit better. Uh, but, yeah, just overall uh, – Excited to get going, uh, qualify uh, here tonight, and then practice the Xfinity car and go racing. Cool, that's right. You've got uh, you've got both series to run in uh, over this weekend, so we're pulling for you, brother. I mean, you know what? Nobody knows what can happen in NASCAR, so you could certainly win one of these two races. Would you agree with me? Man, I I don't know. That'd be that'd be nice. Uh, I think we have probably a better shot in the truck than we do the Xfinity car. Um, the Xfinity Series is, uh, has a stacked weekend. Obviously, uh, all three races this weekend are, uh, you know, determining the champion, um, of each series. So, um, you know, you gotta be smart. Ideally, it'd be, it'd be cool to win, obviously, but you gotta keep in mind that, uh, my teammate, Grant Enfinger, is, uh, racing for the championship. So we're gonna do everything that we can to, uh, help him accomplish that. Uh, if that means that, that, we can win and he can finish second. Obviously that'd be great, but, um, you know, we're just looking to come out of here with a good run and, uh, a little momentum to, to have going into, uh, tomorrow for Xfinity qualifying, which we have to make our way in the race like usual. Uh, and then, uh, racing, um, tomorrow afternoon, I guess here in, in Phoenix, we tomorrow night back there in Florida. Yeah, late at night. As far as Daytona goes, ten o'clock at night. It's gonna gotta be on there. It's a little earlier for you in Phoenix, no doubt about that. Daniel, I wanted to get you on because you obviously racing in NASCAR, both series, um, are accustomed to the technology and, and the equipment that they have. Just wanted you to talk to us a little bit about William Byron uh last week. I mean he pulled he pulled through uh but no air coming into that helmet. Talk to us about that and, and I mean, that had to be punishing. Kind of give us your, your thoughts because you deal with this, you know, every weekend that you race. So what's up with this? How, did, how yeah, in the world I, did he pull it off and still get out of the car, still make it to the championship for? I didn't know that, that he lost his hose. Um, so the, the cool thing now, so he, and, and I don't know this for sure, but he most likely had a cool suit. Um, and, and that's something that, that I have uh, as well. So it's a shirt that has a bunch of tubes running through it. It'll, it'll push cold water through, but it just it circulates it the whole time. So it keeps it cold throughout the race. Uh, it, it gets a little warmer towards the end, obviously, because it's getting hot in there. But uh, it's, it's good to have, and, and it keeps your core temperature lower um, than, than what it would be without it. Uh, the no air, though, so... Heat rises, and you're obviously 
your head's the, the highest part in the car, um, and, and not having fresh air circulating, especially in the cup cars, how hot it is, um, is, is no good. Uh, you definitely want to have air. Um, actually, in Vegas, that Xfinity race that we ran a couple weeks ago, my hose fell off. Um, luckily, it was the, the longest hose I've ever seen, uh, but that actually worked out because I reached around for a minute or two and, and found it. And I, uh, I told my spotter Clayton Hughes, "Hey, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look down for a minute and try and get this hose back on." I need you to like basically drive the car for me. I'll just do what you say. And uh, I got it back on and got to have it for the rest of the race. But um, you know, I doubt William was that lucky. It's, I just got really lucky for for where it fell. Yeah, it's it's just an amazing thing. I just wanted to get your perspective on it. Another question, too, that uh, some of the listeners have asked as far as William Byron, and now you know because you you went without the hose there for a few minutes. What about the exhaust fumes, carbon monoxide coming off the other cars? Is that an issue or or not? Um, In the cup car, probably not as bad. Um, So it just gets really hot in there, especially with I'm not sure if they ran a right-side window or not at, at Martinsville. I doubt it. Um, but, um, there are places where it would probably be worse than others. I think Bristol, it's, it's kind of a bowl, you know, it might get bad there, but, um, it, it doesn't get bad unless you lose one of your crush panels. I actually last year, um, had a loss of crush panels and also a, a lap car wrecked under caution and, uh, decided, uh, after bouncing off of the wall and, spinning out and among other things that's just a welcome to the arkham and art series i think uh he uh <laughs> he ran into me uh and tore the whole right side of the car off and uh so those fumes are really bad uh my hose stopped working so it was double trouble there i actually ended up getting carbon dioxide thing and we had to do some of that uh hyperbaric chamber treatment um oh, to get all that out of my system um so yeah i mean it, it does get bad the way the cars are made and, and how well sealed they are, um, you don't really have that problem, you know, if everything's going normal. And if you were to get in a wreck and lose one of those crush panels, it gets hotter and the fumes sneak in a lot better. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just another incentive to not wreck and, and tear up your race car. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Daniel, we appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a busy weekend, uh, two series to drive in. All of us here at Flagger Broadcasting, as we tell you all the time, I want you to continue to know that we are super proud of you. We're proud of your season, and uh, you got some cool stuff coming up. we got a great uh, season next season to look forward to. So we love you, brother, and thank you for taking the time. Have a good weekend. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys having me on. We'll see you again soon. Have a good weekend, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of good weekend, I think Rusty's lined up some good weekends. Rusty, you had a good weekend last weekend. We did. It was an exciting weekend. It was the fifth round of the Sunbelt Super Series, David Rogers Super Late Models, and we had a good car count for that. It was a good race. You didn't know who was going to win. The The driver that usually wins had some car problems. In fact, his car caught on fire. Um, so it, it opened it up for a new winner. Uh, the first car that crossed over the checkered uh, flag DQ'd for weight. So that left Michael Atwell taking the win on Saturday night in the Sunbelt Series. Tell me again, why did he get DQ'd? Weight. He was too heavy. 
Oh. So does that mean too many hot dogs or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rusty, wait, wait a minute. Make sure, make sure you tell him when you say too heavy, he would have been too heavy on the left side. Correct. Okay, that's what that means, Terry. It's not, it's not too heavy overall because ain't nobody going to get DQ'd for being he- too heavy overall. Okay, it's, it's too heavy on the left <laughs> side, and gentlemen. We just want to make things clear for you on this show. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Well, but so an excited thing. new winner then, brother. That's that's a big deal. You hate to see somebody get DQ'd for hot dogs, but a, a new winner must have been excited. All right, and, and, and here's the thing. They're all going to be back next weekend for the 58th annual Florida Governor's Cup. So it's going to be an exciting race because the cars that were there last weekend, pretty much 100% of them will be there, plus the entry list keeps getting bigger and bigger and there's some names on the entry list that we can't announce. Hmm. You mean some mysterious surprises coming up just like there always are for the governor's cup. Is that what you're saying? Well, and, and here's the thing. They very well could be. There's a lot of contractual and the way things play out. Let's say this weekend, uh, as to whether some of these drivers will be there or not. Hmm. Hmm. And I'm not giving you any hints. No, none whatsoever, but that does uh, sound very exciting. I'll tell you this, Rusty. I can't believe, and Rusty or Randy and I talk about this all the time, about how fast time goes by, but I can't believe it's already Governor's Cup again. Oh, that means we're know, getting older. I know. It seems like the season just started. You go into the season, you're like going, oh, my goodness, this thing's going to last for forever. Next thing you know, you're at the Governor's Cup, or last year, you're knee-deep in water. Uh, luckily, this year, it doesn't look like that's going to happen to us. The weather is looking pretty good. You know, There's a slight chance of rain, but the temperatures are good. So if you come, make sure you bring a jacket because it'll probably be a little bit chilly. It's looking like it's going to be in the upper 60s. And that doesn't sound very cold until you're sitting in the grandstands. And then sometimes you get a little breeze underneath you, and it'll make it just a little uncomfortable. So bring you a jacket. You can lay it beside you on the seat. And if you need it, slip it on. Let me yeah, tell you. Let, let me tell you. You always do this to me, Terry, from a driver's perspective. Let me tell you from a driver's perspective, the temperature that Rusty just described is perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the cars will the car. react accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the track, the track is the, the you know the, the condition of the track. You usually get a little bit more grip when it's uh, that temperature, and uh, and and inside the car, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit less oppressive and uh, with the heat. So, uh, all good stuff. Okay, so Rusty, I, I grew up around horses, and so when it got cool, the horses—it's a word that we use back in my, my dad raised quarter horses. Risky is the word when it gets cool. So yeah, will the drivers the cars be, will be frisky frisky. on the track? They will be frisky. And see, I was told you were brought up around goats. <laughs> How about that dead silence for a warning? <laughs> <laughs> Randy, are you going to help me out here? He no. he, I think he was talking to you. <laughs> no, I, I I I left it. I just left that one alone. I'm not at all. I'm not helping a bit. No. 
<laughs> Rusty, hey, I can't don't... believe you said something. We, we never pick on you on this show, and then look how you've disrespected us. That's terrible. <laughs> hey, and don't forget, we're racing Saturday and Sunday next weekend. The Florida yeah, Governor's so you got, will be you got on practice Friday. on Friday and then race yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Can fans come out during the practice, or what's the scoop on that? Absolutely. Come out and see what's going on. And on Sunday, Florida's top cop, Ashley Moody, the Attorney General, will be our Grand Marshal. Nice, nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, well, give us the details. People need to get tickets. Tell us what time on both days and give us the scoop and, how, and where to go. You can, you can get your tickets right now online at NewSamonaSpeedwayUSA.com. There's regular seating and reserve seating, so make sure you get your tickets. We're looking forward to a, a great event. Like I said, the entries keep coming in and keep coming in and keep coming in, so it's looking like it's going to be a great event, great event. We've got all the divisions running, so you're going to get your money's worth because each day has a, quite the ticket, um, and, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, last year we didn't get to run the Florida Governor's Cup because of the floods that we had with Ian. This year, everything looking good. We're excited about it. There's going to be dignitaries there. Ashley Moody, I hear... Randy Dye might even be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a live, my a live appearance. You should make well, him make a speech while he's there, Rusty. <laughs> it might be it might be a cardboard stand up, but but he'll be here. <laughs> well, if he's really there, make him make a speech, will you? You, you yes, know, he's a you politician. Know I'd rather be in the race car. You know that. Exactly. Yes. Well, put one together. Yeah. Well, there's one together down the road. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He's let the cat out of the bag, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Tell us the website and then, and then a little bit of information, and then I have just, something for you before we let you go. So go. Yeah, just a reminder, where there is no racing at New Smyrna Speedway this weekend as we prepare for the 58th annual Florida Governor's Cup. Racing action will take, take place next Saturday night and Sunday afternoon with the Florida Governor's Cup going online at 2 o'clock. Of course, you can check us out at DeSamonaSpeedwayUSA.com. We're right on the action corner of 44 and 415. Be there! And it is great to be at New Smyrna Speedway on a Sunday afternoon for the Governor's Cup, too. I, I, I've been there it for is, that. Especially with it, is, it is just awesome. Awesome. Okay, Rusty, I have something special for you, and this will bring back memories. We'll use this as a goodbye. You ready? <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> Goodbye, Rusty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you heard it right here, fans, live. That's that's Rusty. <laughs> no doubt about it. Okay. All right. So, speaking of crazy stuff, Randy, and we we know that Rusty is, but uh, I I don't remember ever in, in all of my years of uh, being on the program with you, you grew up in NASCAR. But I've never uh, really seen a pace car break down before. And so I'm going to use this as an opportunity to make a suggestion. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, so we love Chevys, and, you know, Daniel's a Chevrolet guy and all of that stuff. But the Camaro that broke down at Martinsville, the pace car, and they had to get the record to basically pace the race, was a Chevy Camaro. So what a great opportunity for uh, Dodge to enter back into NASCAR, even as a pace car. Wouldn't a Challenger look good going around the – okay, just just throwing it out there. 
I think there's a many of opportunity uh, for and many reasons for Dodge to enter back into the sport. I'm hoping one day that that will occur. And um, it's, uh, you know, um, certainly I know that there's uh, ample amount of, uh, of uh, support for that to happen, and we'll just see if that ever occurs uh, one day. But I, I know that uh, we'd all like to see it. You know, and I will tell you, I have seen other pace cars uh, break down and um, uh, situations occur. And, you know, just to be fair to Chevrolet, this wasn't something that was a failure on the car. It was a result of uh, rubber buildup uh, under the, uh, you know, they come off the track and beat up the bottom side of the car. So just just to be fair to Chevrolet. Yeah, that rubber debris from the track damaged the wiring harness that led to the fuel pump, and that, of course, disabled the car. So I, I know some of the drivers were complaining about the rubber buildup on the track and, and were really having to pick their line. So, right, it was not a, a manufacturer defect or anything, but, uh, you know, if you're driving, let's say if you drive a Camaro in thick mud, the, the same thing could have probably happened. So that is what happened. But I just wanted to use the situation, Randy, to my advantage, you understand. No, <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good reason to have that other discussion that you brought up. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's always in the back of the mind. There's no doubt about that. Along with lots of other things that are way back there. Meanwhile, we are Randy. Believe it or not, and I know it's hard to believe. You really haven't had a chance uh, this entire season to think straight because of being so busy and everything else you got going on. But we are in the championship weekend, and uh, tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time, we've got the the uh, Craftsman Truck Series uh, race. We've got Corey Heim, Carson Hosevar, Ben Rhodes, and Grant Enfinger, which is a GMS guy. So four great uh, drivers right there. And, uh, you know, as we talk about almost every week, there's no way to predict uh, but it'd sure be nice to see the number 23 with Grant Enfinger with GMS win the championship. What a great way to close out GMS. Oh, I, absolutely. You know, um, GMS has two um, Craftsman Truck Series championships to their uh, to their name. They have three ARCA Series championships. They've got 71 wins uh, as an organization. And, uh, you know, for, for Grant to be uh, in this position, it's awesome. Uh, you know, those four guys uh, have got a lot to settle. There's two Chevrolets, a Ford, and a Toyota. So that's, a, you know, based on the, the number of cars or number of uh, manufacturers represented, every one of them is represented. And it's about the equal, um, you know, the equal distribution. You know, you've got uh, more Chevrolets in the field than you do uh, Fords and and Toyotas are so it's 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 really pretty cool the way it worked out. Um, obviously, um, you know we'll be rooting for the forty three. So ideally, if I could if I could pick it, it'd be the forty three that would win the race, the twenty three that would be second, which would cause them to win the championship, and we'd have a good party tonight. Well, you know, wouldn't that be something? And again, <laughs> going back to as you mentioned earlier, driver perspective, you know, under the circumstances with GMS, this being their last season and all that, is that a motivator? I know uh, Daniel's always motiv- motivated. Grant Enfinger's a great driver as well, but is that an extra bit of excitement and motivation to, to uh, cross the finish line, number one and two? 
Well, I mean, yeah, sure. When you have when you have this kind of stuff going on, um, you know, anything that gives you a little extra adrenaline is a good thing, and this is certainly in that situation. Um, you know, we uh, uh, we would love to uh, to have a, a good finish. I mean, a really really good finish as an organization. And clearly, you don't want to forget the twenty four truck with with Raja. You know, uh, practice yesterday was was pretty good for uh, for GMS, and um, uh, so you know we're, we're expecting to have a have a have a good race. You don't. There's things obviously in racing that you don't control, and uh, uh, so you never know. But in terms of the way the cars performed on the track, the trucks performed on the track yesterday. Uh, you know, I'd say we have uh, reasonably. Uh, it's reasonable for us to have good uh, expectations and hope uh, for sure. And this is our final race with GMS as well. So, right. uh, you know, I will go on, go and say it again. When we signed up, we didn't anticipate this changing um, so quickly. Um, but I will say we're very, very excited about um, you know joining uh, MHR uh, next year, and uh, you know, and I've uh, we've got some other things that you know probably we'll be announcing here. Uh, let's say, well, the off season is <laughs> starts Monday, but. Uh, if, if you call it that, but we'll be making some announcements too about some other plans for 2024, and and, and uh, so the the work is the work is every day, buddy. It's every day. Um, we're excited about uh, what's ahead. Uh, we're really excited about this weekend, and we'll just see how it plays out. Well, exciting is the key word, no doubt about it. Randy, speaking of exciting, let's look at the Xfinity Series because we've got the championship on Saturday uh, with those guys, the top four being John Hunter Nemechek, Sam Mayer, Cole Custer. And what do you say about the finish that Justin Allgaier had last weekend in the Xfinity Series? I mean, I, I got to tell you, as we as we kind of both, I think, believe just about every year, the last three or four years, been pulling for – Justin Allgaier to get that championship. Wow. I mean, uh, what a race, what an Xfinity race overall, but to see Justin pull it, pull it out, uh, had some tough events during that race and, and won it. And, uh, he's running in the final four. Well, he, he is. And, uh, you know, I think he, he took, he, he did exactly what he needed to do to take advantage of the circumstances that were, um, you know, that were right there in front of him. Um, and, uh, and, and I, yeah, I think for, for me, uh, in this situation, is, uh, the guy I'm going to be pulling for. No, no doubt about it. Um, I look forward to seeing him, uh, you know, compete again. We'll hopefully we've got to qualify. Uh, we don't have enough owner's points or the team doesn't have enough owner's points. This will only be Daniel's third Xfinity race, but we actually, we hope to be in the race and, uh, you know, and, uh, be competing as well. Um, I, I, but I'll make no, no bones about rooting for the seven. I know you like John Hunter and I like all the guys, honestly, but, uh, I'm definitely partial to the seven. Well, yeah. I mean, you got some great names, John Hunter, of course, uh, I believe he's got six races under his belt this year. Of course, junior motorsports, Sam Mayer. I mean, all four of these guys are top shelf drivers and, uh, it's going to be exciting to watch 
don't miss any of these championship races, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to be down to the wire, and uh, they're going to give it their all for sure. Tell you what we're going to do before we get into the cup part of the the, uh, Final Four and championship. We're going to go to take a break, and we are brought to you tonight by Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep and Ram, Daytona's Garage, Bush Beer, Daytona Beverages, Daytona On Tap, Solar Fit, and Southeastern Sports. Don't go anywhere. We've got a lot more to cover. You're listening to Trackside with Randy and Terry. It's almost Bush o'clock. A time for relaxing and unwinding with a crisp, cold Bush beer. It's the most refreshing time of the day. Wait for it. Three, two, one. Bush. Crisp, cold, bush. Enjoy responsibly. Bush beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, y'all, this is Chris from Southeastern Sports, 209 South State Street in Bunnell. Come and see the largest selection of in-stock firearms in Flagler County. 60-day, same-as-cash layaway. Got a huge used gun selection. Largest selection of ammunition. No matter what you need, we got you covered. Daytona's Garage is a dream factory where the improbable becomes reality. Being a dream of performance, design, or style, we make the blank canvas of your vehicle into a personal masterpiece. Detail, commitment, and craftsmanship transforms your dreams into something enjoyed for the miles ahead. Simple to complex, we're devoted to putting imagination into your driveway. The Daytona's Garage, your ride, our passion. Hi folks, Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? Give us a call at 445-7606, that's 445-7606, or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. All right, welcome back. Championship weekend. Happy Friday to everybody listening to track side with Randy and Terry. Okay, so another another tough uh, tough one because I like all these guys. Well, hey, hold on. I, can I, I must say, Ryan Blaney uh, wins the race and goes to the final four. And Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, another one of my favorites, talking about uh, William Byron earlier. Talk about intestinal fortitude for the 24 and William Byron. They crawled out of the car and basically went right to the ground. But uh, uh, an exciting four names right there. I got to pull for Blaney. Yeah, um, let me let me just before we talk about that, I want to back up a minute and talk a little bit about the Richard Childress uh, comments, if you don't mind. Um, that allowed Go right ahead, sure. Yeah, that that allowed um, Justin Allgaier put him in a position. Um, you know, I think I've, I've listened to a lot of the people in the sport that are, um, um, I guess most of them are, are uh, picking on uh, Richard Childress a bit. And by the way, don't don't think for a minute he can't take it. He can absolutely take it. Um, right. But but I think you got to you got to understand a little bit more about the dynamics of that what was going on there. And it wasn't really just about that race. You know, Sheldon, the, the rumors about Sheldon leaving and all the discussion um, about that for quite some time throughout this season 
really added an extra amount of, um, uh, I guess, frustration to the equation. My opinion is this, and um, I probably should have let it go and, and not gotten anybody else mad, but I believe that if both of those drivers were coming back next year to, to RCR, and both of those guys were, um, you know, there hadn't been some of this, some of these other uh, situations that have led to this frustration. I believe Richard Childress's comment would have been more like, you know, it's really tough to tell these guys how to do what they do. It's more about, um, you know, they. How do you tell one that he has to win, the other one has to finish second? That's really not something that that we can do. I really believe that's what the 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 on balance not having any other frustrations attached to this situation, I really believe that's what Richard Childress would have said. Richard Childress is a racer. And, and yep, and he's a businessman. And it would have been better for his business for both those cars to be in the championship, um, at least one of them. But at the same time, Richard Childress is a racer. And I think he understands racing. What he doesn't understand is all the, and what he doesn't have a lot of time or patience for is a lot of the other things that put that, that created the frustration that I think you saw pop out as a result of two guys racing to get into the championship. That's my opinion. No, uh, no inside baseball information. It's just years and years and years and years of knowing Richard Childress. And oh, by the way, before I knew him, he's still that same guy. So. I yeah, I think you gotta you gotta understand all the dynamics that were occurring before you just speak only to what happened last week in Martinsville. Well, I I think uh, uh, Richard Childress certainly deserves some frustration. He's had some uh, driver issues the last couple of years, and in my opinion, whatever that's worth, hasn't been treated fairly uh, by these guys. So you know, I. I I'm I'm with you. I'm going to take Richard Childress' sides, and and uh, I think he's in the right. And um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that one. I'm still pulling for RCR. Uh, not, we've discussed before, Randy, of all the times uh, I'd beat down Kyle Busch, I would have liked to see him run in the final four. No doubt about that, because he's now well a different guy in my opinion. And uh, with RCR, because RCR is uh, the history and everything he's done for this sport. And, Back clear back to Dale Senior and many drivers since then uh, deserves a little bit better in my opinion. But that's all I'll say about that. Speaking of Chevrolet and beating down on the Camaro, uh, Chevrolet clinches the NASCAR Cup Series Manufacturers Championship, Randy. So that's pretty cool, right there. You know, I was looking at some of these things. Statistics are kind of crazy, but if you look at the three three national uh, NASCAR champ, NASCAR Series. The Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and the um, and the Cup Series. There's two Chevrolets in each of the final uh, four, in each of the championship races. Um, there's one Ford and there's one Chevrolet in each. So um, I think that's clearly they have a lot of cars. They tells you about their commitment to racing. Um, so they certainly have the, their odds are more in their favor um, than they are in the others. But we'll see how it plays out. That's that's again one of those things, man. You got to race. You got to race the race. You can't do it on paper. You got to race the race. So, um, but I, you know, picking up where you left off about Blaney, um, you, you know that that's uh, 
for me, this is a this is one of those things that goes way back in time. You know, I watched Ryan Blaney's grandpa Lou Blaney race um, in northwestern Pennsylvania when I was growing up, um, and 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 his dad uh, uh, Dave is just a little bit younger than me, not a bunch, but just a little bit younger than me. And his uncle Dale, uh, they all raced up there as well. So it's kind of a family thing. Um, Ryan, Ryan doesn't know me. Um, he, you know, he's, he's obviously much younger, but uh, he did, by the way, race quarter midget at, at New Smyrna, uh, little New Smyrna, uh, speedway. Uh, and, uh, so I'm proud of that fact. But it's it's cool uh, for uh, for a guy that you just grew up. I, mean, I used to I used to sit behind his dad uh, and mom. I'm sorry, behind behind his dad and and his grandma, watching his grandpa race at Tri City Speedway in in Franklin, Pennsylvania. So it's yeah. I mean he's the, he's the absolute logical choice for me. Well, it's, uh, it's a key thing that you're saying there. Let's use the word heritage as you've just pretty much described, but it, to me, watching Ryan Blaney, and I'm not a driver, of course you are, but uh, a big fan, watching Ryan Blaney on the racetrack, uh, dealing with some of the stuff he's had to deal with, his maturity level, how he drives, how he handles it, and to me, uh, a lot of his the heritage flows in his blood, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm with you. It'd sure be awesome to see him win a championship, no doubt about that. Well, there's been stuff written too. If you pay attention, they're talking about how the the organization is peaking right now, and I think that's true. But clearly, so is the driver. I mean, Ryan Blaney's experience level is really starting to show. And um, and same thing, you know, we used to talk about this, you and I, about this with Chase Elliott, and you know how hard it is to break that that barrier and get that first win and then get that second win, and you get on a little bit of a roll. And that's sort of where uh, Ryan Blaney is. He's, uh, I mean, he's, I think he has 10 wins. I think, I think last week was his 10th win, I believe. Um, so it's not like it's his first, first rodeo, but right. the back to backs and getting some, you know, that's a pretty big deal. That is a, that, that momentum is very difficult to stop. No, no doubt about that. I mean, plus he had a great car. I mean, he had a great car all day long. No doubt about that. So let's hope he has a great car this weekend. And uh, again, we're pulling for Ryan Blaney. We're going to, we're going to wait and see. Here's an interesting one. Some history here behind Smithfield, the sponsorship there uh, with Eric Amarola and, you know, going back in some time with Petty and all that. Amarola has decided finally that he's uh, not coming back next year and just got a press release, uh, I guess on the 29th that Smithfield will not return uh, to uh, Stuart Haas racing as well. That's a, that's a big one. Well, it is, I think, um, you know, uh, remember uh, Eric had kind of decided he was going to go and then he sort of got talked back into staying. And what I hear and what I've heard for, you know, a few, few years, honestly, that the uh, CEO of Smithfield, um, uh, is a big soccer fan, and so it's you're likely to see a shift in the marketing uh, budget effort to um, maybe that sport. Um, you, you know, uh, and we'll see. 
we'll see if that's if that's the truth. But uh, that's that's kind of what I've heard, and I think the thing that you got to pay attention to with the Eric Almarilla deal is that he didn't say he was retiring. He said True. he is retiring from full time uh, racing. So if you think about thirty six races with the Cup schedule, and let's just think about twenty three races with the Truck schedule. I'm not saying he's going to go drive trucks, but I, but you know, or maybe he drives ten races for somebody, you know, as a third car. I think that's what he really kind of put out there, and um, um, so we'll see how if anybody bites. I think the I think the uh, the hook is in the water. It's baited, and we're just sort of watching the what's in the bobber right now. See if he gets any nibbles. Well, he's still a great race car driver. He has mentioned several times over the last couple of seasons as he discussed thoughts of retiring and you know, spending more time with his family. Uh, a lesser schedule, so let's say 10 cup races over the season, would give him a lot more time uh, with his family. So, like you said, Barbara's in the water. Interesting way to look at it. I agree. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. This is a good one. You know, I'm going to miss the four car. I'm going to miss Harvick. Uh, there's no doubt about that. His uh, car will be dressed in, in uh, the Bush sponsorship this weekend. Uh, but interesting to hear, and we're going to look at his record in Phoenix here in just a second, Randy, but uh, Rodney Childers uh, posted this week, and I, I thought this really kind of sizes it up, and it, uh, it kind of touched me, that's for sure. Rodney Childers says, well, just loaded the last hot rod. It's been a very emotional day, to say the least. So proud of Kevin Harvick and every single person on this race team. It's been hard to believe, and it's it's hard to believe that it's almost over. But, man, we've done some incredible things as a team. So coming from Rodney Childers, that that says a lot. I mean, Harvick is going to be missed. Before you discuss uh, what we've just said, Randy, let's look at, um, at Phoenix. Uh, Harvick certainly can't count him out. He has nine wins uh, at Phoenix, 2018, 2016, 2015, 2014. He swept it, 2013, 2012, 2007 was also a sweep. So uh, Harvick is a uh, somebody to be dealt with. Uh, he could be a, a spoiler, no doubt about it, this weekend. And uh, exciting to see the car run in the bush dress and um hey they're going to be missed oh no doubt i think uh you know I, one of the things i think if there's a possibility for kevin harvick to be more vocal uh than he was during his his active driving career i think you're about to find out <laughs> i think he's going to be this this kind of releases uh kevin harvick to be more even more candid about some thoughts that, uh, that he has um i think you got to be. Uh, you have to appreciate his wisdom, his experience, his knowledge, his success, uh, Hall of Fame career for sure. And uh, and it's tough. You know, I, I think about these guys that that especially the Kevin Harvicks and the, the the likes of these people that have had just superhuman success, and and to, to switch to turn the switch. Um. And go on to something else is, you know, because I know in my own case, and, and, you know, clearly I'm not the caliber of driver or had, did not have the success or that never got to the level, let's put it that way, that, that Kevin Harvick did. But but I miss it. 
So, and I'm busy. So, so I can't, you can't say, well, you find something else to, um, to take its place. Yeah. You can take, you can find something else to do with your time, but you can't really, at least I haven't been able to find something else to do that gives you that same rush as driving a race car. And, uh, and, and so it'll be interesting to watch him transition, um, you know, a, a great friend of mine is Rusty Wallace, and um, you know he he retired in 2005, and he is busy and he's really enjoying life. I we haven't really talked too much about how he misses racing, but we do talk a lot about the times that he had during racing. So that tells me by itself, without saying the words, yeah, I miss it. Um, I don't know that I've ever talked to a driver my own personal experience uh, that I've ever talked to a driver that says, yeah, I don't miss it. I've, I have yet to meet that man. Well, I don't see how you could not miss racing. I mean, I was a baseball player. I still miss it. <laughs> I still think about it. I s- still smell the time. So with Harvick, I mean, as good as he's done champion, all the things, hall of fame. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot about what he is, uh, his plans are, uh, now, I mean, he's got family and children and all that. Don't know what he's going to do, but I'd be surprised if he wasn't involved somehow in racing. Well, he's bought, he bought, he and Jeff Burton and a couple others have bought into a series. Uh, I think it's the cars tour. So they're going to do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some, some broadcast opportunities and, you know, so, but Harvick is not going to be out of the business. He's just not going to be behind the wheel. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and he's a winner, and uh, we'll we'll watch him carefully. Uh, I, I misspoke. He is going to be in the in the Bush car, but it is a Bush light car uh, wrap. So we'll be pulling for the four, no doubt about that. Uh, interesting to to see this, and hard to believe it's his last race for sure. With that being said, we have flown through our time, Randy. It's going to be 10 p.m. in Daytona uh, when the Truck Series hits the track, but it will be on Fox Sports One. Uh, just a quick question. We got a couple, a couple more minutes. You know, running that late, the time change does it have any effect on the drivers or no? Yeah, the drivers are. You know, they know how to adjust. So I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's, it's a big deal. And of course, Daniel Dow will be in the forty-three uh, tonight. In the forty-two, am I correct? Tomorrow in the Xfinity Series. Forty-four. Forty-four. Yes, forty-four. That Xfinity Series race will happen at 6.30 p.m., and that will be on the USA Network. And then uh, the Cup Series race Sunday, NBC, at 3.30. So uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend. Randy, I certainly don't want to miss a minute. Uh, enjoy. Are you are you going to stay in Phoenix uh, for the series, or are you coming home after the truck race? No, I'm coming home Sunday morning after the Xfinity race. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, that's, of course, the Xfinity race. Wow. Okay, well, enjoy your weekend. We're pulling for Daniel, as always. And, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you. Enjoy championship weekend. Obviously, if you've heard the promo, we'll still be with you every week after the uh, season ends because, in a lot of ways, Randy, we've talked about this a lot of times, the season actually begins right after the championship. Of course, they'll be in Nashville for all the the awards and all that. That'll be televised. You going to be there for that this year, Randy, or no? Yes, sir. Planning on being there. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you next week right here on Trackside with Randy. See you at the racetrack, everybody.